Hello, Bethel fandom. No, it still doesn't work. Hi, it is I, your host, Dynamic Symmetry. Sunny, I got that backwards. Normally it's Sunny, and then Dynamic Symmetry on Twitter and Tumblr and just about everywhere else. And I know this is like a week late, and I'm super sorry, but brain chemicals hit me in a really, really bad way, and I couldn't do anything for like four days, and it really sucked. So uh, what this means is that you get this, and then in a week, instead of two weeks, you get the next one, which is the next episode in our reading series, which again will be me, Save Up Here With You, and Vampire Cats Burn, and then a one-shot which I have not yet decided on, but I have a couple of options that I'm really excited about, so either way it's going to be great. So this week we have uh, about an hour and a half conversation with Susan, also known as Ink and My Tea, on Tumblr, and it was really great and really rambling, and we just kind of go all over the place, but that's pretty much par for the course with me by now. I think anybody who talks to me and anyone who listens to me talk to anybody else should just pretty much expect that. So yeah, we're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, first though, let me make my plug for my Patreon. If you enjoy this, if you want to support it, if you want to help keep it going, well, first of all, the, probably the best thing you can do is just spread the word about this. If anybody you think would enjoy listening to it and isn't, uh, reblog stuff on Tumblr, post original stuff on Tumblr related to this. Uh, just get the word out because word of mouth is, you know, it's basically all anybody in fandom ever has anyway. But it's not like I'm advertising this thing. But if you want to support this in an additional fashion, you can go to my Patreon. It's linked at the top of my Tumblr page, dynamicsymmetry.tumblr.com. And you can sign up for a small monthly donation there, and that's absolutely amazing, and I love you for it. Or if you don't prefer to go the Patreon route, you can go to the podcast's website at keepsingingpodcast.wordpress.com. And there is a tip jar picture, and click on the tip jar, and it takes you to PayPal, and you can do like a one-time thing, and that's absolutely fantastic as well. Because again, there are out-of-pocket expenses related to this, and also, you know, patronage is just nice. Patronage economy is just a really nice thing. So yeah. Uh, let me real quickly say thank you to the people who are already supporting me on Patreon. Uh, thank you so, 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 so much to C.L. McCollum, Elise Erickson, Ashley DeGroot, Rebecca Aguilera, Ambrosia Smith, and Aisha Bryant. I love you so much. You are all amazing. And if you want to join their ranks and have me say your name out loud, uh, Patreon is how you can do that. And that's awesome. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, here is Susan and me talking for about an hour and a half. Enjoy. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, I am privileged today to be able to talk with you to Susan, also known as Ink and My Tea on Tumblr. And uh, just so you guys know, and also you, Susan, because I didn't tell you, I just got up like an hour ago, which is awful because it's a little after 1 p.m. here. And I've got tea and birthday cake, so I'm going to be eating and drinking into the mic. I'm going to be trying not to, but I'm going to be going ahead and doing that because I'm hungry. So that's going to be going on. If you hear weird noises, it's me eating. So anyway, um, yeah, let's proceed. So I have a couple of questions and we can just kind of 
sort of free form it from there. I mean, like I told you, there really is not much of a theme here. There are just some sort of points that we can hit on, and rambling is just kind of the rule of the day. That's just kind of how we roll around here. So let me uh, let me just ask you kind of baseline question that I think is pertinent to just about everybody listening or who I would talk to. How did you get here? Like, how did you actually end up in this fandom? That's a good question. I really... I, I, my, my memory about that is kind of hazy. Um, I started watching The Walking Dead back in 2010 because of Norman Reedus. Go figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, I... Well, no, I'm lying. I didn't. I, I watched the first episode and he wasn't in it or in the second episode. And about that time, I was like, okay, I'm going give it, to give it up. No, this is boring. I, I can't. No, even though I liked zombies and I liked the genre and I had been watching uh, all the zombie movies that there are, I had been watching those, but no, just this isn't, isn't my thing. And then what I just, about, okay, sorry. fine. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. just curious, what about it wasn't your thing? I have no, I, I think it was because of the slow hmm. pace yeah. in there. In the first episode, of course, the first episode was such a groundbreaking thing because it was about Rick and everybody's talking about the bicycle girl and how he went back and, you know, did what he did to the bicycle girl. Mm-hmm. But somehow, something something in that, in those two first episodes was like, this is too slow for me. I don't know. Maybe I was in a different kind of a mindset at the time, but something was off. Mm-hmm. And then I decided that, okay, the third episode, I'm going to give, give it one more chance. The third time's the charm, I guess. And then there was Norman Reedus. <laughs> and what an entrance. Yeah, what an entrance. And that changed everything. And I was like, okay, I know that dude. I know that dude from somewhere. Where is he? Where have I seen him before? And then it hit me. Okay, it was the Boondock Saints, obviously. I had seen the movies the first the first movie and then the second movie uh, about 10 years before. And that's the only thing anybody else pretty much knows him from. So, Yeah, but I had kind of, you know, I watched the, uh, the the first Boondock Saints because of young Indiana Jones. And that's Sean Patrick Flannery. Right. <laughs> so I, I bought the DVD because of him, but I stayed because of Norman. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> hey, I'm but, sure he um, gets it. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Uh, and then, I don't know, I kind of followed Norman's career somehow. I mean, I was there for 10 years before The Walking Dead. So his entrance changed everything in me watching mm-hmm. the show. So yeah, I kind of stuck with the show after that. And still the first season was like, well, okay, I guess it has something to do with this being in the in the south and you know summertime and heat waves and all that. And then the second season was sort of different because I don't know. I'm a farm girl. I'm I'm a country girl. My mom and my dad they've both lived in the in the in the farms and it changed like you know snap for me the second season and uh well okay i had 
my <laughs> I had my issues there too, but it changed. The second season was the, the game changer for me. <laughs> how was how was the second season a game changer? I mean, I can I can see some ways in which it is. I, my experience was really similar to yours, I think, in that I I kind of went into the first season. I didn't really know what I was kind of. I was just like, oh, this seems kind of interesting, and I got a sense of what it was from the first season. And then, absolutely, yeah, the second season does kind of change a lot of stuff. What was it? For you, was it just was it just that Daryl's character became more prominent? Was it kind of the overall change of setting and theme and how the story was working? What what was it that changed stuff for you? I think it was the overall thing because, um, well, I have <laughs> I have to start from the beginning of the second season when they were at the the roadblock. Some things were off for me there as well. You know, Shane opening the water de- delivery trucks door and pouring water on him when when they were short on water mm. and you know because I'm a cup scout I was a cup scout and my motto has always been you know be prepared so that was kind of a what what is he doing why stupid. is he doing that so stupid. are you dumb <laughs> but because that was kind of a moment there when Daryl and T-Dog and Glenn and Shane were, you know, they were looking things. And then the zombies come, the, the horde comes there. It was different than the first season. And then they introduced Maggie and the, the greens and the, the shooting of Carl and all that. And suddenly they had a place to stay for, for however short they were able to stay there. So I think it was the setting but also that they had some stability mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the, it was a farm. So, of course, I feel like, oh, yeah, this is like home for me. <laughs> so there wasn't just one single thing. So then, of course, that makes me kind of wonder what your feelings were after the farm burned down, you know, everything went completely pear-shaped, and then they had to run to the prison, because that was another very strong tonal shift, I think. Season 3 is such a mess. I like Season 3, but it's a fucking mess. So how did you feel about the transition from 2 to 3? I was so sad when they burned the the farm, and another horde comes, and they, they, they got into the farm because of a horde of zombies, and they had to leave the place because another horde of zombies. Yeah. So it was I mean I understand it's they they couldn't have stayed there. It's of course the plots and you know they had to take things forward. But um I was so crushed. I love that place. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it was so beautiful and and they had horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really was idyllic in a lot of ways. Yeah, and and because of the greens, I really loved Herschel, and I loved Patricia, and of course Beth, and Maggie. I mean, it was just, I don't know, it, it felt like family for me. Mm-hmm. Because, well, like I said, I'm a country girl, I'm a farm girl, and it's really something that I um, I can I can identify myself more into the greens than any other character. Hmm. Yeah, and, and, and really out of out of all of team family, the green family is the one that is so, it is presented as such a strong 
family. Yeah. And yeah, you know, Herschel's Herschel's understanding of what the walkers are is completely fucked up and he's completely wrong about yeah. that, but it, it, they make it very clear that it's coming from a good place. So yeah, yeah, I felt I felt very much the same thing. You see this this family that are holding themselves and each other together in spite of the worst possible circumstances. They've made this home. They've made it work. It's a really beautiful home. Yeah. And then you watch it get destroyed. And and there, I feel like there's something... There's just never completely recovery from that. Even when they find pr- the prison and things are good again, that wound is still there. It's you're You're absolutely right. It's very deep. And in fact, I didn't really, I think, get how much I felt it until I went back to, like, my second or third watch. Yeah. And uh, the, when they left the farm and they were in the forest by the fire and the, the prison was just hop, skip and a throw away from the, the fireplace. I don't know, something about the, the, the fu- season finale, you know, the showing of the dark prison it was i think it kind of told me that season three three was gonna be fucked up (laughs) yeah 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 because i don't know there was something something off totally off about that entire season that i i just oh (laughs) i'm so frustrated with that season me too like I, i like it there are a lot of individual moments in it that i think are great I think there's some spectacular writing, but yeah. it's as a whole, it's just, yeah. it's deeply messed up. And I think the thing about that that really frustrates me is that I think that some of it was intentional and some of it exactly. wasn't. And the stuff that wasn't messes up the stuff that was in a way that just, like, I think it could have been such a good season and it really isn't. Yeah. And okay. The few moments, there are funny moments and there are, awesome moments but somehow the, the season three was like really so off yeah so it's just off I, I can't pinpoint really any single word except it's off yeah i think that's i think they're pretty much because yeah it's it's a very it's kind of a general vague thing it is hard to pinpoint what exactly is it that's going wrong but the whole thing just feels very feels very disjointed it feels disorganized and then of course the end is just sort of like oh Okay. It's like, well, that happened. It's like a time or something like that. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know. It's just we're doing this and then everything is fine. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> well, you can really see why Gimple wanted to do a hard reset at the beginning of four. Yeah. Because I'm betting that he was pretty frustrated at that point too. Kind of jumping back to to the transition between two and three, uh, mm-hmm. this kind of edges me toward the one of the other things I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, I asked you how you got into this fandom. So you're talking about two and three. And I've been noticing actually some every now and then discussion bubbles up on Tumblr about, you know, how just how far back does the connection between Beth and Daryl go? Like how much were they noticing each other in season two, if at all? And clearly they're noticing each other in season three, but what's the nature of that? So at what point did you actually start to notice that these two characters were, I don't know, existing in the same universe as each other, which is easy to miss if you're not paying attention. Yeah. um, That's another kind of a fuzzy area for me. I am not sure. I mean, I, I might've noticed them during season three, but then again, I might've noticed them already 
season two. Because when I get into something, some new fandom or some new TV show or movie or book or whatever, it's... It, okay, like I said, my brain is weird. It always starts the same damn way. Every single time. There's one character that, oh, I kind of like that character. And then I start thinking about, why. well, he or she is kind of lonely. I mean, he or she could use company <laughs> and I'm I start you know making or creating a new character completely new character so it's always an original female character or an original male ca- character that I'm thinking about but then after a while it starts okay well he just looked at her or she just looked at him what's going on there mm-hmm. so it might have happened in season two or in season three <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, so, that's so interesting to me because for me and for a lot of other people, it didn't happen until much later. Like, it's, yeah. I, I, noticed, I noticed at that point that they were like, okay, these two characters exist in the same universe. They're acknowledging each other. Clearly, Daryl sees that there's something worthwhile in Beth because he's asking her to shoulder a pretty big responsibility. But he trusts her to do it when he doesn't trust anybody else in that moment. But also I think he's just trying to give everybody a job, but um, it didn't, it wasn't even really until still that I started going, Oh, okay. I actually, this is weird. I'm not sure I like it, but I can see where this might be heading. And, and, and you're, you're absolutely right because I go back now knowing what I know And I do see that even before Gimple really took over, the little scenes yeah. of this were there. Like, if you look, you can see it. If you look, you mean, if you really look, you can see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how some people are so at lost with that. <laughs> uh, I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fine. Me too. Yeah. But, like, this isn't my first, my first, you know, delicate blonde person and the growly, crumpy, I hate everybody kind of a guy. Uh-huh. I, I've been here before. So you have a type. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. I don't know. I, I just, it just, I, I just attached to that Beth and Daryl like a tick on Steve's, Steven's thing. You know that story they love to tell people? I, actually, you know, no? I actually think I don't, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, it was. I think it was season three, when, uh, when they were in the bushes and running around there, or maybe it was season two. I'm not sure, but anyway, Steve, Stephen was. I think he went to Norma's trailer or something, and he was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I have a tick there," <laughs> and uh, he needed help. I guess a nurse or a doctor kind of a help, and he asked that. It's, you can't tell anyone about this. This is just completely hush-hush situation. You can't tell anyone. And the next interview they have, and Norman's on it, he goes and tells everybody. Of course. Yeah, Stephen had a tick on, his, on the tip of his penis. <laughs> he really so, expected Norman not to tell everybody? God. I guess so. He was very, very naive back then. Yeah, I can't see him making that mistake now. No, but I think he he made another similar mistake when he was bringing. I I think 
it was an international group of you know journalists or photographers or something they, they were they were there to interview the whole crew i think and uh Stephen was outside Norman's t- trailer talking to these this press and <laughs> Norman had just gotten his breast implant the silicone thingy he loves and he opens his chair to- door and throws the the boob at, <laughs> at and he freaks out he screams falls down and flails his arms and everybody saw that oh my god <laughs> i honestly honestly would not want to work with norman like not really yeah <laughs> I, you could here, pay me enough but here for my life <laughs> I, I yeah my life is stressful enough but then again i have been running around forest trying to retrieve a shoe back from a fox so i might not have the self-preservation skills required with that wait what <laughs> yeah uh camping you know in the middle of the woods alone counting trees as a job and my shoes were outside for like five minutes and when i opened the the flap of the tent, I see a fox trying to steal my shoe. Oh my god. And then I pull the, the, the last shoe that I have and run like half of the length of the woods following the fox who's trying to steal my shoe. <laughs> and wiping that stupid fox with a sandwich to give me back my shoe. Oh my god. Are you barefoot at this point? No, I have a, one one shoe and one sock. Okay. Which was wet because the woods were full of moss that retain water. So yeah, <laughs> my shoe and my sock and the fox with my shoe. Did you get it back? Yes, I did. Okay, good. And because I was like 50 kilometers away from the nearest town. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I have this image of a fox just sort of sauntering around the woods with one shoe. Yeah. I don't know what the fox saw in my shoe. He couldn't have eaten it, so, yeah. Like I said, no self-preservation whatsoever. I wasn't even mad at the, sh- mad at the fox. But you need your I- shoe. No. It was probably my shoe's fault. <laughs> it, it looked like something the fox could have eaten. Seriously. I have no self Preservation when it comes to animals. I love them all. Well, foxes are so cute. That's why I'm so mad at The Walking Dead for the deer last night. Oh, God, the deer. It's being an animal on that show, like, all the horses ended up dying. Being a deer is bad news. God, I'm, I'm trying to think. Okay, well, we don't know that the dog died we just saw the the dog just ran away for all we know the dog is fine but but in the first season there was a there was a dog that the walkers ate yeah yeah animals animals on this show and then there's and then the goat i don't really entirely remember what happened to the goat but there was the goat yeah Yeah, this this show is terrible especially to horses don't be a horse on this show don't do that be a a (laughs) cat or something you can escape the walkers or something like that actually a cat statue that's a good idea 
Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was interesting that they brought the cat statue up again last night. I kind of like that it keeps coming back. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, did they even notice that it was gone? And suddenly you can keep it if you give us the guns. Yeah, that was never entirely clear to me. I, I feel like they just met, they wanted to just mention the cat again. Like the writers <laughs> just wanted them to be like, hey, remember the cat to the audience. It was very odd. It's like proposing to Michonne mm-hmm. with the cat. It is. Because he doesn't have a ring. I think somebody in my inbox actually was like, did Rick just propose to Michonne? <laughs> in his Rick fashion, yeah, I think he did. I think he did. And then they, um, then he's going to give his bride a wedding present when he kills the deer. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> somebody write a fig about that. <laughs> I, I don't... I, I don't think I could. I mean, I'm not against Rishon. I'm just, hey, go for it. Please. Be happy. Be merry. Don't die. But I, I don't really... I, I can't write them. I'm the same, honestly. Like, I, I, I wanted actually wanted to talk about multi-shipping in a bit because that's something that uh, <laughs> Molly actually wanted to kind of talk about that too. I think it's an interesting idea. But yeah, I've noticed, like, I'm very pro Rishon. I think it's awesome. I think it's great that it happened. I'm very happy for that part of the fandom, although, you know, obviously also really super jealous. But I, I'm not, I've never been interested in writing fic for it. It's just not something I engage with on that level. Yeah, I think for me, that's um, because it's canon, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were having sex every single day and night <laughs> while they were out. Uh, so, yeah. And at the moment, they're doing fine. So I, I, I can't. I, there's nothing I can, I can, you know, grasp and decide that I want to write a fic about this because it's yeah. wrong, it's bad, and I want to fix it. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. And just because I don't write about them or I don't post every single Rishon post from Tumblr, repost them, no, reblock them, it doesn't mean that I hate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, my, so far I actually haven't been exposed. It's weird. They leave me alone now. I don't know why, for the most part. But I, I, I sort of wonder to what degree a lot of the less pleasant parts of this fandom sort of expect you to prove yourself by posting a lot of a certain kind of thing. And if you don't, then they assume that you don't like that thing or those characters. It's just... It's it's mostly just something I sort of... It's an idea I sort of toy with when I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on with their psychology, but it's... Mm. Yeah, like, I'll every now and then I'll be like, well, there's actually not a whole lot of Rishon on my blog. I wonder if they think that means that I don't like it. When I do, it's... Yeah. <laughs> if anything ever yeah. happens to that ship, I'm going to be so upset. Yeah, me too. So, I, I think they... I think they expect you to prove yourself to them. And I'm sure there are people who get hate because they're not um I, I think i've seen some some people you know replying to some asks why they're not posting all the possible rishon things on their blog mm-hmm. well because i'm like a <clears throat> bethel blog or i don't watch it anymore or something like that but i think there there are people who expect you to prove yourself to them because they want it or they're and, just 
or they're just looking for something to needle you about and they're not actually like some, something something that I figured out and I think I said it explicitly to Decapito before I completely blocked their ass it was I sort of reached a point where I was like look you we will never please you nothing we can ever do will ever make you happy we you are determined to not be pleased by us there is therefore no point to this. You're yeah. out to be displeased. There is we we could do everything right and you would still hate us. Exactly. So you officially don't matter. Goodbye. Exactly. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's my motto too. I'm not there to please them. Yeah. I'm, I'm in Tumblr or I'm watching the 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 Walking Dead and I'm writing fiction because I I want to, mm-hmm. of course I sometimes I write fix to other people, I dedicate those fix to some other people, but it's because I choose so. Yeah, yeah, and it can be, that can be a. I actually I wanted to ask you about your fix too. That can be sort of a, kind of a fine line because when you start writing something, I find that a mm-hmm. lot of people are really into. It can be sort of difficult to draw the line between I want to write what these people want and make them happy and I need to write what feels right to me regardless of what they think or don't think. And yeah. I, I mean, do you find the same thing? Yes. Yes, it's... Um, I, I, yeah. And I have experienced that inside my head. I, I think some on some level... I might have written some of these fics, uh, actually ficlets, because somebody wanted me to, but I still love every single fic that I have written. Now, when I post them, I don't. I, I hate them. I hate every <laughs> single one of them because they're not good enough. <laughs> but right now, I I I think I've come to terms that I like every single fic that I have written, even though. There are fics that I have written because this peer pressure kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Daryl and Beth is... It's not very... It doesn't get very much love from majority of people. Yeah. And I think um, when people erase Beth from fiction, it's just... It makes me furious. I mean, Why? How can you hate somebody like she's a fictional character? How can you hate a fictional character so much that you have to erase them completely, or 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 do her a really incredible disservice? It's yes. I mean, I actually don't tend to read those fics very much. I just know they exist. But yeah, exactly. Like I don't, yeah. I don't really hate any character that way, at all. Even Negan. Like, I, I despise him as a character, but if I was going to include yeah. him in a story, I would still be trying to do him some kind of justice, because otherwise, why is he yeah. there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't don't get me started on Negan. I, I mean, I, I hate that character so much. I mean, oh. But if I had to write him in a fic, if I would write him in a fic, I think I would at, at least try to make him as disgusting as... He is in the show and in the in the comics, even though I haven't read the comics. Don't. Except the last two issues, I think. Or last three. Because I have to see what where Negan is going and mm. 
there I was reading the comics, which I said I would never read. <laughs> but even even uh, uh, Will Dixon, he is probably a horrible person if he was real, and I still managed to write him in a fic. Well, and I'm guessing that you know if you wrote him in a fic, you also like see see the 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 thing that I've noticed periodically when people who like Carol comment on my stuff you know because I usually when I can I include Carol and I try and make her important and um I've seen in re- in, in reference to my fic and in reference to other people's fic people say well you know when Bethel people write Carol usually and I think that this is just what they're saying I don't know that it, this is actually usually the case but they say usually she's you know completely two-dimensional or she's this jealous bitch or she's just barely there at all and she's just you know not a good character when Bethel people write her and I'm you know but I'm very happy to see they say I'm very happy to see that there are people in the fandom who aren't doing that and I just for me as a writer and I'm guessing Mm -hmm. you feel this exact same way it's it's frustrating to imagine including a character in your story if you don't intend to write that character as well as you possibly can. If you're not going to yeah. do that, I don't even know why they're there. Exactly. And I just, you know, it's it's pointless to me if I write for example, if I was to write a fic of you know, Daryl, just about Daryl and I, I'd made him like like Jesus is outgoing and you know bubbly and <laughs> that would be like why am i writing this if if i would make him like that yeah just write jesus yeah just if you want to write him. jesus just write jesus <laughs> yeah not Dow behaving like jesus does <laughs> so it's kind of well i understand some people they're young writers and they're trying out things and i support that i try i've tried a lot of things mm-hmm. in writing and i understand that but if you really want to be truthful to these characters you want to make you know beth and daryl truthful to their characters why can't you do that same thing the rest of them what do i know <laughs> <laughs> well no but 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 you're absolutely right because one of the other things that that is so you know, now we're just getting into a big bitching session. But one of the things, one of the other things that's so frustrating to me about this, and it's it's one of the things that that I find, frankly, really upsetting when people start pitting different characters against each other, is that, and I, you know, I, I you you see it, I think, especially this season, because this season has been so much about the relationships between these characters and how they take care of each other and uplift each other and and love each other. I, these characters all care so much about each other. I I, I yeah. can't imagine thinking about them and writing about them and not paying some kind of service to that fact. So you know, as a Bethel person, mm-hmm. I can't I can't pretend that Carol isn't super important and a really good character and that she and Daryl love each other a lot. I can't pretend that that's not true so the idea that i could like because i place daryl with beth regardless of whether or not i think she's alive the idea that that requires me to hate carol i Mm. I just it's it's such it's such a 
catastrophically bad understanding of who any of these people are. I have a, I have a really hard time even understanding that mindset. Like, I can't put yeah. myself in that head. And I think it's the same thing if you erase Beth. Yeah. And, you know, you argue that she wasn't anything to Daryl, that she was just a little sister or Bullshit. a nuisance. So why would you do that to Carol? Same thing. Yeah. I think. But that's yeah. just me. <laughs> but yeah, it's the same thing. If you say that about Beth, that she was she wasn't important to Daryl. Of course she was. Yeah. She made him talk about things that he hadn't revealed to anyone, at least on camera. Well, that's canon then, so yeah. 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 And you don't even have to ship them to, to recognize that. Yeah. And I mean I don't I don't see what probably all the Carol Daryl people see in in their relationship. That doesn't mean that I, I don't accept that Carol is important to Daryl. Yeah. And vice versa. These are very but, basic ideas. It's weird to me that yeah. they're so difficult for some people who are ostensibly adults to grasp. Let me ask you, let me ask you, um, this, this actually, this is another uh, good segue just into, you know, in terms of how you write fic and kind of some of the ways you approach it. What actually got you started writing fic? And, 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 It'd be cool if we could talk about this a little bit, too, because I've noticed that one of the things you do is you actually do write in multiple different ships, which not everybody does. And I think that actually some people have some maybe some strong negative feelings about that or I've gotten that sense. I don't personally know anybody who does, but that's this that's the kind of general sense I've gotten. So why why did you first start writing fic in this fandom and what what was what were some of the first things you wrote about? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> this is the question that I was dreading. <laughs> well, take it easy. It's not a serious yeah. question. I I yeah, not a serious question. Okay, um There's no right answer. No, there's not. I know. Um I think I had dabbled in some form of fic before this, but 2 years ago when the readers family was still like thriving. Now all people are like scattered around the globe and doing their things. They're working and they're in school and stuff. But two years ago in March, exactly two years ago in March, um, they had a movie night. We were watching Moscow Chill and there were like few few of the old people who were who had been in other movie nights and who knew already each other. But there were a few people who were new to this family, Reed's family, and who hadn't been in any of those movie nights. And um, I started to talk to one of them, and, you know, on the side of the general chatting that we were doing, we had chat window open, and we were watching the movie at the same time. So, yeah, it was pretty hectic, I would say. But anyway, she gave me an idea... Well, she gave me a seed of that idea. And then I kind of woke up the next morning very sleep deprived because I had slept like three hours. <laughs> I opened my computer and started typing. And I t- and I wrote my first The Walking Dead fiction <laughs> ever, which actually was my first slash 
epic ever. Mm. So it was Daryl and Rick. Of course. It's what most of those people who were shipping at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and little old me, I was like, well, I like Daryl and Beth. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of saw the bond between those two characters. I, I never... I, look, I don't have any problems with any of this. At, at some point, I think I, I came up with a Tumblr tag, uh, a big love ball for mm-hmm. Daryl or something like that. that all, just shove all the characters in there with, with Daryl and call it a big love ball or something like that. <laughs> <I like laughs> because that. everybody wanted Daryl to be with everybody. And I was like, yeah, if I take this and think about this right now, it's like he's, he's like a... He's like a... Well... Every single, you know, part of his body is going to get a, <laughs> a huge workout if he's going to be with all these characters you people ship him with. You know, yeah. it's going to be rough on him. <laughs> so just make a big love ball and that's it. Well, anyway, it was <laughs> Daryl and Rick and it was kind of smut, but not so much. It's only like 1,404 words and... It's well. I think I, I think I like it. I I like it. It's it's unique in a way, and it was because I was so upset that they they wouldn't give Daryl a damn job at Alexandria oh, when they arrived. Yeah. 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 So he was well. I'm gonna leave, and Rick is like, no, no, you can't leave. <laughs> and that's that's the that's the seed, in that grew into a, a gigantic oak in my head mm-hmm. during those three hours of sleep. And then I wrote it in like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, that's how the best ones happen. Yeah. <laughs> I have come to notice that. Yes. So, yeah, that was my first one. And my first slash fic ever. <laughs> Literally. So and it wasn't late. Yeah, With I know. Slash I, fic. I, like I said, it starts with the original female or male character first, and then it evolves into somebody on the show. And with Daryl, apparently, it's Rick and Shane and Beth <laughs> and Jesus. That really that interests me because, like I said, it it's kind of late, and mm-hmm. and it's not. Fix. So I'm, I'm sort of wondering, at what point did you start with that? And, and, and why? Just because this is not the normal trajectory, I think, for most of us. I think most of us, at least for me personally, start with Death, Beth, and Daryl, and then we move on to other things, kind of as ideas come to us. So how, where did you get from Rick and how did you get from Rick and Daryl to Beth and Daryl? I mean, obviously, you were liking them as a pairing at that point. But what made you actually write the first fic of them? Um, the first fic about Beth and Daryl was, I think I can blame that to Nikita. Mm-hmm. Most of us can. Yes. <laughs> uh, she was, I think I wasn't following her at the time, but I think I saw that, you know, the prompt she had about Beth and Daryl in a bathtub. I can't remember what. What, what it was, you know, from word to word, but... Oh, yeah, I wrote a thing for that prompt. That was a cool prompt. 
yeah. But anyway, that and that's another seed, and it kind of grew. So let's just see. Um, I wrote the Rick and Daryl fic in March second, two thousand and fifteen. After that, like eighteen days later, it was <laughs> Daryl Shane, and then it was uh, then it was my my humorous attempt of Aaron and Eric. And Daryl living with them. Oh God! <laughs> in May 11th, and after that, June 9th, it was Daryl and Beth in a bathtub. Which actually, I can blame Nikita and Molly about. Or yes, Nikita and Molly. It was supposed to be something else. <laughs> I have never told anyone what it was supposed to be in the beginning. Uh huh. But it was supposed to be something else. But it evolved into. Daryl and Beth in the bathtub because she had hurt her back and she needed Daryl to, you know, help her up from the bathtub and she he decided that, nope, you're not done and he got in and started washing her hair. As one does. Yes, of very <laughs> normal thing. <laughs> she casually said. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and that evolved into bathtub sex. Of course. Yes. Shameless smut. <laughs> well, it's the best kind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's... What's that? March, April, May. Three months. But I think most of that... I could have written before for Beth and Daryl. But I think I can blame that to my muse that I haven't... I, that I didn't. Because my muse is being a bitch. Mm. I think she left with... I think somebody else's muse. Oh, CC5. Her muse and my muse escaped. And they're now in Hawaii having merry time. Jerks. They're supposed to be working. Yes. So, just kind of thinking back kind of over the timeline of some of this stuff. This is is something that I also uh, asked Abelina. I was kind of interested in what she said. Your your relationship with the show and kind of how you feel about it and, and how you relate to it personally and how that's changed over these, really the course of these very different seasons in a lot of respect, uh, coupled with your writing. Um, how do you feel like your writing with the show has changed according to how you feel about the show? Because I mean, I'm guessing that you don't feel the same way about it that you did when you first wrote that Rickle thing. How, how, do, do you feel like your writing for the show has evolved as your feelings have? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they have. Um, and right now, because because I went and wrote Holy Crossbow Batman, <laughs> uh, I, I blame that fic. That fic made me cry. I mean, literally, it made me cry. And I wrote it. I wrote it because I was so upset about Beth. I started it, I think, a year ago, mm-hmm. and then it took me forever to write. And, I mean, before Beth, before Coda, I really wasn't interested in, in spoilers. But then I was stupid, and I watched Coda, you know, without any knowledge of what might happen. And that just destroyed me. So I refused to watch the show without any spoilers beforehand, because... I can't go through that again. I just oh my can't. god, this is the story. This is me. You're telling the story of me. Yes. I, I just can't. I, no. 
I was watching it on Monday, the next morning, and my friend who lives across Finland in another town, she's my best friend, and she, I called her at work. I was like, I was bawling my eyes out. And she tried to, you know, calm down. I can't understand a word you're saying. What are you talking about? And I was practically screaming at her that how, how can they do, do something like that? Yeah. So I needed to do something, you know, I, I call this a lament for Beth. So it took me forever to write because I just, it, the words wouldn't come out. And then it evolved into Daryl and Jesus ending up together. But in this fic, Daryl, he goes through all these emotions, what happened after Beth. So it's, it's a very sad fic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wrote yeah. it. How could it not be? <laughs> torturing myself (laughs) I'm good at that I seem to be a masochist when it comes to writing so yeah it's definitely I mean I think my heart was bleeding at the moment I started to write this and it took me a year and and I I still can't talk about it very much because all the emotions that I have for this week is like oh my god I'm gonna cry No, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> but it, it feels like that. Well, I, I think, I mean, especially in my experience, sometimes it's it's almost, it hurts to write them, but you really, I mean, I think that was the, that, that was the experience of a lot of us after CODA. Whether we were, there were a lot of fix it fix, and there were a lot of kind of fluffy, upbeat yeah. things, but I noticed there was a lot of, same thing with our gift sets, there was a lot of some sad shit being written. And I yeah. think that for a lot of us, it was just trying exactly what it sounds like you were doing just trying to take these emotions that were difficult to handle and trying and trying to put some kind of words to them so that we could actually confront them in a way that wasn't overwhelming yeah that's hard and it can take a really long time oh boy (laughs) (laughs) yes yes it does uh it takes at least for me it takes forever Uh, it took forever i mentioned my fiance in the beginning and uh, I still I'm still not over him <laughs> mm-hmm. he died about uh, well, he proposed to me in New Year's 2013 and he died 2013 March oh my god yeah so that's another thing that you know made me write and I kind of wrote very sad things after that. I mean, um, I don't remember what my first fic was, but I remember, like, I think it was, like, 10th fic or something like that. Uh, I wrote for the the movie Patriot, Mel Gibson, something, 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 but I took the bad guy out of it and wrote a fic about him and an original female character, and I made my friend friend cry who <laughs> gave the fake to read and she was like oh, I will never trust you again <laughs> that's always fun to read it. No, yeah I was, I was it's it's fine it's not bad it's it's pretty normal fake and then she goes and reads it and she I can't read it. <laughs> so yeah I'm like yes I'm very cheery person <laughs> and um it takes forever to deal with these emotions, especially when you have you've made a bond 
to a person or a character, you just you just can't you know, close the book. Okay, that that was it. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah, and I think in my experience, it's very difficult to explain that to people who don't become attached to characters that way. Like it's yeah. it's I my reaction after Coda was very similar to yours. I think it also, it came at a point in my life when I was not prepared to deal with it, so my reaction was more extreme than it would have been if I was, if I'd been in a more healthy place mentally. But I, it upset my husband how intense my reaction was, and I I was trying to explain to him why it hurt so bad, and he, you know, he's very smart, I love him very much, but he and he has a good imagination, but he does not connect to characters in this way at all. And I, it was impossible for me to explain to him why the death of this one character just yeah. laid me out the way it did. It was, yeah, like I, you know, yeah, crying so hard I, he couldn't understand me. It was, it was like that. And those, the, it, I think the fact that the fact that you are feeling that about about a fictional character makes it harder because if you were like, oh, you know, my mom just died or my fiance yeah. just died, people would be like, oh, okay, I totally understand. This person is real and they meant a lot to you. But if you're like, this fake character just died and they're like, well, get over it. They're fake. No, it doesn't work like that. No, it it's just so weird that people, well, I guess they don't have certain people don't have enough imagination to understand the connection that you can make to a character in a book or in a TV show or in a movie and then when you start to go all these through all these emotions it's it's kind of overwhelming i think and somebody in your life your fa- friend or family member someone telling you well they're not real uh it's just it's just not right. It's it's kind of a blow against your face mm-hmm. when they tell you that you can't go through these feelings because this character is not real. Yeah. So it doesn't really. I think it's it, it's not fair because I think you're allowed to feel whatever you want and you're allowed to feel sad or you're allowed to be uh, upset about certain situations and why do you have to be why are you only allowed to be upset about certain situations if they're real that's my question yeah yeah I, and i wrestled with that a lot after Goda. i actually yeah. you know kind of talked to my therapist about it some sort of not it's hard to explain yeah. to people but but yeah like trying to put aside the things people tell you about okay it is your feelings are legitimate if x they're illegitimate if why and just being like i am feeling this i can't yeah. make myself not feel it so i just yeah. need to feel it and and move on from there yeah exactly and if you're feeling it then i think that's very real yeah the feel the feelings are real regardless of where they're coming from yeah exactly so people should just shut up and let us mourn <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, and you know some people deal with this differently. They write those uppity fluff things, and I make humor fix apparently. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're allowed to make those sad fix if you want to. 
Yeah, and some of mine are extraordinarily sad. I know. <laughs> God, I wrote so much sad stuff. I still do. Yes. Um, I actually, still, sorry. I'm ahead. still not able able to read that one fic from you. But... Wait, uh, which one? The oh, the uh, one where the Daryl's the one who gets shot. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's yes. like that's like one of the ones that I think that's the one that people yes. just can't touch. Yeah. Which is fine. That's fine. It's it, awful. It's understandable. It's understandable. Like, <laughs> surprisingly, I understand that if you don't like something, you don't have I to. I know. Read. It's amazing. I'm actually not <laughs> mad at all if somebody can't read that fic. It's incredible. Yes. Or if they think I'm an awful person for writing it. Because yes. I am. Apparently, I am too, because I wrote the Holy Crossbow Batman and it had Bethel, past Bethel in it. Yeah. Wait, did you get shit for that? Yeah, or, or... and you defended me. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, I can't believe I fucking forgot that. That's right, that's right, that's right, that one. You and Christy and... Oh god, I'm sorry, I can't oh, believe god. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah, that's the Daryl Jesus one where it was said in the tags. Yes, where it was in the tags. It was right up front. You weren't lying about it, but this... Darius person was like, oh my god, I can't believe I was enjoying this, and then this, out of nowhere, and ew, and I was like, <laughs> Exactly. Shut up! <laughs> yeah, yes. God. And, yeah, I got shit because of that. That just pissed me off so much. Now that I'm remembering it, I'm getting mad all over again. Don't. I've already gotten that. Oh, that Stop. was so stupid. <laughs> Why don't you just read the damn tags before you start reading. That's why they're there. Exactly. Uh, well, at least that person got ripped open on Tumblr. Yes, I'm very happy <laughs> about that. Well, I enjoy a good pile on. Yeah. Oh, that's so ridiculous, though. I'm sorry that I'm sorry they said that. No, it's it's fine. I I when I wrote it and when I published it for the first time, I I knew that there would be someone telling me something that I shouldn't have written this. Seriously? Like, huh. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it when I wrote it. That's why I put all the damn tags there. Right, and it still wasn't enough. <laughs> it still wasn't enough, and <laughs> I'm just, I can't. Honestly, it's so weird. But then again, it's, at the moment, if I, if I remember correctly, it's my, my, um, is it my most read pick? Yes, yes it is. It's it has more most hits and most comments. Well then clearly so, you did something right. Apparently. Even though there's past Bethel fic there. Bethel theme in there. I love that though. I I, I I I think that's I feel like that's something that I don't and again I, I move in a very tight little circle of people I trust not to write terrible stuff. So it's not like I venture outside it very much, but my sense is that a lot of, not a lot of fics really do that where they deal with like a past relationship of a character who's died mm. and then move on forward to a new relationship. It's, so it's almost yeah. like multi-shipping in the same fic. It's just not occurring at the same time. Mm. And my, my sense is and it's, again, it's a very general and possibly incorrect sense that people are reluctant to go there. So I'm really glad that you did. Yeah. And I think it's realistic. Yeah. Kind of. Because if, if somebody's husband or wife or 
girlfriend or boyfriend dies, they don't just, you know, co- go around the corner and, Hi, my name is Marianne and <laughs> I'm available. Yeah. They don't do that. Especially not if you're Terrell. Yeah, exactly. So, in my opinion, it's pretty realistic in a way. Yeah. About a not so realistic TV show. <laughs> it's also interesting. Like I, I just I think that that's an that is an interesting way to explore. That's an interesting way to to come down on the side of Beth actually being dead, even if you don't believe that she is, but exploring that ship at the same time. So she doesn't even necessarily have to be alive and present for you to be exploring that relationship kind of through a different relationship. Yeah. Which is harder, and I think it's one of the reasons why a lot of people maybe don't do it. Well, I never made things easy for myself. <laughs> I think I was, I think I was somewhere. You know, I was complaining to someone that, yeah, what the hell was I thinking when I chose this as the 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 plot for this fic? Why? Why did I do this? Why? Why do I hate myself? <laughs> but <laughs> but it happened, and I wrote it, and. I'm kind of, I'm really proud of that fic. So I don't give a hoot if somebody doesn't like it. Read the damn tags. Well, let me, yeah, you've done due diligence at that point. If they're mad, it's on them. Yeah. And it's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, it's not my fault. (laughs) No, no. And again, if you're proud of something, then that's really all that matters. Oh, I'm so proud of this. And that's why I can't write right now. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Well, I think it's too good. Oh, I, I th- I, yeah, I think, well, no, I have written after that. I have. But something, it's, I, I think after that, my muse just, honestly, she ran with CC5's muse and they're in Hawaii dancing with lays and coconuts. And after, everything after, I, everything I wrote after that, it's purely because the universe owes me, clearly. Because mm-hmm. my muse is in Hawaii and I'm stuck here in in Finland with <laughs> all the snow and darkness. So yeah. But somehow the fic that I wrote after that, well, it was Beth, Bethel fic. Yes, it was. It was a small declet, I think. Yes, it was cold. <laughs> it was because of Nikita's contest. The oh, contest. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That's what made me write. Oh, yeah. And because my cat died. That's oh, what made me write. I'm sorry. Yeah. He wasn't even an old cat. He fell and he hurt his leg and I didn't have enough heart to, you know, make him go through the surgery. So I decided that it's better if I just put him to sleep. So that's what made me write this. People tell me that they got cold when they were reading this. Well, given the title, that's probably a pretty good sign. <laughs> yeah, they they were cold in a in a in a hunting blind, you know, very holy, you know, full of holes and not enough insulation. Mm-hmm. Beth was very cold. Daryl wasn't. This was written from Beth's point of view mostly, and I think it was in between still and alone, kind uh... of. A- that's a that is a useful period of time to dig into. Yes, I think, I think so too. I, I like that period. <laughs> There's so many question marks. Yes, and we didn't get even enough deleted seeds. Oh, we pretty much got nothing. Yeah, 
Can you believe that? You were screwed so much. And I don't think we're going to get, like, a flashback episode or anything. I think it's just always going to be a big question mark. That's true. So, we can write fix. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's why it exists. That's why fanfic exists. (laughs) And we're good at it. We are. (laughs) We are. In fact, that's that's something else I wanted to ask you. I was just looking, uh, looking over some statistics on AO3, and one of the things that I think especially given that we're over two years after Beth's alleged death. I'm just looking at the number of fix on AO3 and we, I think have the, our, our, our ship has the second most number. Yes. Of fix, yes. Right after a Rickle. Yes. Um, like we have more than Carol. Uh, yeah. We have more than significantly more than Rashawn, which they only have like 600 kind of, but again, maybe it's partly because it's canon now. And there's there's less stuff that you have to write. But I, 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 I think it's really remarkable that in terms of just sheer production, we're probably still one of the most active ships out there. And one half of ours supposedly died over two years ago. So, why do you think we're still here? What do you think it is about this ship and the people who are working on it that's just so resilient? And not just that we, not just that a lot of us think that she's still alive, because I think even people who don't think she's alive are still writing and are still part of it and are still producing stuff. What is it about this ship? Uh, in my opinion, I think it was probably the best thing that I got out of The Walking Dead, because... I don't know. Somehow, you know, Daryl, he is such he's such a crumpy character. He's he's like a damn bear, you know? A grizzly bear. Oh, actually, I had a good analogy for this because I was thinking that you might actually ask this question for me. Um we we have this children's song here in Finland. It's about um a little fairy that's uh, made out of the rays of sun and then we have a little troll or or goblin or something like that that lives in the darkness so light and dark and it was in a in the in the radio a while back when i was visiting mom and she was listening to the radio and the song came on and it has been in my head for like three four days right now (laughs) so that song gives me a lot of battlefields so we have this grizzly bear, or a little troll, living in the darkness. And then we have this little ray of light. And you smoosh them together, and you get Bethel. So <laughs> what's not to like, honestly? <laughs> so that's why I'm still here. And also the several million unanswered questions. Yeah. And the... And the the horrible mess that was Coda, because I think that was so incredibly unbelievable that they did that. I mean, I, I, I can't believe it. Yeah. How can they? How, why? I still, I mean, I still don't have any words for that episode. It's just, God, my brain just blanks out. I think my brain just blanks out because I don't want to think about that episode. But I still don't have any any other words for that episode. Except that it's just, ugh. Well, I mean, TD moment. 
one of the things that I always yeah. say is that I can't believe she's dead because I literally can't believe it. Like exactly. it is literally not believable to me. So no, me, yeah, and especially when they 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 have they they have repeatedly said that they try to do things very authentically and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and then they do that. It makes yeah, there, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, and if nothing else, yeah. I want an explanation. Like I just want to understand yes. why it all happened the way it did. Just that. Yes, because if if she's if she's dead, if she's really dead, I I want an answer. I want the damn production team, the powers that be. I want them to address that. I want them to give us the answers because they owe us. At this they point, wouldn't, yeah. yeah, because it's on its seventh season, eighth, eighth season is on its way. They wouldn't be here without the fans. So, yeah, they owe us. For me, and so go ahead. Es- yeah, especially when you when you think about some of the things that you've heard. Of course, it's hearsay, and you. I haven't been there. I wasn't there when it supposedly happened so I don't know but apparently certain member of the production team had you know laughed at a fan's face when they asked about Beth so I don't know if it's because they think that their fans are idiots who don't see these things or do they just see all these things from the casual viewers point of view so still i think we owe we are owed an explanation or at least at least more of an acknowledgement than we've gotten because i mean if if yeah. glenn's fake death they acknowledged that yeah in in a i think a bigger way than they ever did acknowledge Beth's. Yeah, and they did it immediately. And they did it immediately. And I mean, okay, people people will be like, oh, well, Glenn's a much bigger character than Beth. And not incorrectly, but still, you know, it's... Beth wasn't important, can only explain so much. And it's not even even really true. So, So, I mean, Glenn, sure, he was in the comics and his death was, you know, iconic, for the lack of a better word. I don't think it was very iconic to be killed like that. But anyway, um, he was in the comics, but Beth wasn't, wasn't she? Nope. Nope, she's sort of a composite character. Yeah, Yeah. so she wasn't in the comics. Um, In the comics, Sophia was at least alive after some time, I think. Yeah, Sophia survives survives the farm. Yeah, and she died in in the TV show. Carol dies in the comics, but she survived in the TV show. So, okay, she became a kind kind of a huge character, sort of. And then there's Daryl, who's <laughs> he wasn't definitely yes. So, um, I, I don't think they have the right to say which one was, you know, bigger character, especially since Emily was one of the main cast at the yeah. time. It's it's a bullshit argument. It's it's just yes. it's an argument where I, when it gets made, I roll my eyes because it's like I don't even understand this. It's yes. sort of like the, it's sort of like the age. I, I just got a couple of asks in my uh, inbox today about the about Beth's exact age, and I'm just like I don't. 
Yeah. Nobody oh. who actually, nobody who is a, who doesn't want to get into a fight about this is even talking about it anymore. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It just shouldn't even be a thing. So, oh, Beth wasn't a big character. It, no, she was. And also, why are you arguing that she wasn't? Like this shouldn't even be a debate. Exactly. It's it, yeah. <laughs> and and another thing, to date, there has been only one episode with two main characters and no, no supporting characters around, except for some walkers here and there. And that's the and that's still. So, if she wasn't kind of a big character, then why did they give her and Daryl one full episode? And then give her an episode entirely to herself, which exactly. hadn't happened After, before and didn't happen again yeah. until uh, Morgan's bottle episode in, in six. Yeah. So Yeah. So that's kind of Yeah. No, shut up. It's not it's not even a thing. <laughs> just stop people. Yes. <laughs> Glad we agree. <laughs> yeah, just 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 stop. If if you're gonna make an argument against it, move on to something else because that one isn't that one doesn't work. Yes. There is no way they can argue with us about this <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of interesting like just thinking about how the ship has survived as long as it has i i've actually i think i talked to this when i was talking to abelina in the last episode of this where i said and this is something i'm sort of back and forth on but that i'm you know i'm looking at the number of rishon fix on ao3 and granted ao3 is a pretty and ao3 is significantly more of a niche site than fanfiction.net um it's one of the reasons why i like it uh it's i worry a little bit that if beth comes back and if the ship comes canon that there just won't be as much writing because we won't have to do as much writing i think that one of the ironically one of the things that has made this fandom so rich and has made us produce so much stuff is because we are trying so hard to make up for how how canon basically let us down canon didn't give us what we needed so we've been frantically giving ourselves what we need for Mm -hmm. two years and i it's not that i am happy beth died it's not that i wanted that to happen but I, i i do think that in some ways we might owe the longevity of this ship and the degree to which we produce stuff to the fact that what happened with Coda was so terrible. I, mm-hmm. I think that might have been an unintended benefit. And I, I mean, I hesitate to say it like that because again, I don't want it to sound like I'm happy about it, but I think that that might, that might be one of the re- how horrible Coda was might be one of the reasons why we're all still here. I think it's part of that. And I, I'm not the one to deny it because it was truly honestly god awful episode but i don't know i i think it's hard to say yes of course it's hard to say because it hasn't happened but yeah um if i think for myself i think i would still write bethel because no i'm sure they can screw up things so royally even if she comes back oh god no 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 no. i don't want to think about that (laughs) I, I mean, honestly, they 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 could do that. They oh, they, they could. could. Yes, and so, I mean, yeah, I, I've always thought that. Um, I don't know I, which one was it. Was it um? Oh God, uh, it was one of the movies. You know, one of those big trilogy kind of a things. 
I was watching it and I was like, okay, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I think I was thinking that, okay, Elizabeth and Will, they get together and live happily ever after, and then they got the sequels. And then Jack Sparrow ended up in the David Jones locker and they went to rescue him and there was the the kiss, almost kiss, Elizabeth and Jack and, you know, things were really, they were really strange and then they kill Will, kill Will, (laughs) that rhymes, (laughs) and they kill Will to make him the new captain of the Flying Dutchman and then they decided, okay, joke, because Elizabeth was this tomboyish kind of a character, she wanted to be, you know, she wanted to fight instead of being in her dresses and look very pretty because she was a woman. They decided that she was, well, when Will became the captain of the Flying Dutchman, she was just glad to wait for him for like every 10 years to visit her. Mm. So that's something that, you know, got stuck in my head. And I was like thinking about that few few months back Oh my! I mean, it, it hit me like, oh my God! What if, what if she comes back like in the next episode, and then they decide to do something so stupid? And I, I think I sat in my in my chair for like ten or fifteen minutes, like staring into the into the abyss. Oh and God! Like, no. you know, I think I was pale and I was cold, and I was like. Oh my God! What if they do something like that? No, don't even, don't even think about that. No, yeah, yeah. And after that, I was like, no, I can't think that. I, I must, I must go and write a fic. And I actually started, but then I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. But um, then I got a new idea, and actually, I I thanked my mom for that because she was listening the radio again, and few. Two songs, two finished songs, both of which give me so much Bethel feels that I actually got an idea for a fic. <laughs> so yeah, if that would happen, if they if they bring Beth back, I don't think, and it happens, and it becomes canon. Daryl and Beth become canon. I don't think I could let them go. No. Yeah, I don't really expect it. I don't really expect people to either. I mean, if if nothing no. else, there are AUs. We have yeah. uh, we have a rich collection of AUs, so yes. very many coffee shop <laughs> and non coffee shop. Yeah, one of the cool things about this, these characters is there's so many different ways, there's so many different places you can put them in, and so many different scenarios that you can kind of slide them into. Exactly. I mean, the high school ones are always very popular. Oh, space things. <laughs> I don't. I, it was Christmas time, and of course, because it's Christmas, it's, you know, back-on-back back children's shows and movies and all that. They showed the um, Treasure Planet. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, that one, and then they showed the um, the one where Matt Damon is the voice. It's not, oh my god, what's the name? Uh, is it Titan A.E.? Yes, Titan A.E. Which I also love, I also love yes, that movie. Yes, yes. Joss Whedon wrote the script. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I was watching both of those movies because, you know, it's Christmas and I get bored. (laughs) So those gave me Bethel feels, too. Yeah. In a way. I can see it, especially with Titan A.E. 
Yes, because I mean I have like eighty ideas for fix. If only I could capture my muse so I could write. So yeah, I think I could you know write Bethel fix from here to eternity because I have so many ideas. I mean, literally, I have like 80, 90 ideas. I'm so screwed, you know. <laughs> well, I will never be. I will never be able to finish those. So I have ninety ideas, and my muse won't help me. Well, you just have to go to Hawaii, get her back. Yeah, I think so too. This is not going to help you then, because uh, there's uh, there's one more question, and Anon actually yeah. sent this in, and I think it's kind of fun. Um, yeah. And it's, it's basically going to just give you more ideas, so I'm sorry for that in advance. If you could slot Beth and Daryl's characters into any movie, which one or ones would you choose? Oh, God. Any movie, just throw them in there. I was thinking about that just a moment ago, like a week ago or something. Oh, my God. Um... I was watching some old movies. Oh my god, what was the movie? Uh, um, it's Nicole Kidman in there. And Sandra Bullock. What's the name in English? Practical Magic. Yeah, okay, I remember this now. Yeah, Practical Magic. I want to, I want to put them in there. I don't know why. I want to write a fic about witchcraft and Daryl and Beth. There's yeah. a lot of possibilities there. I know. I am, you know, twirling ideas in my head right now. Thank you, whoever <laughs> asked this question. Practical magic is one of them, definitely. Um, I don't know. Twister, kinda. Oh my god! I'm yeah. just imagining that now. Yeah, <laughs> Twister. Oh, that would be just <laughs> such stupid fun. Yes, I mean, I love Twister. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, and, and, um, uh, oh, Tremors. Yes! Oh, that didn't even occur to me, but, oh my god, that would be so fun. Yeah. Because I love Tremors. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's It's stupid. a great movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's awesome. It's funny. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, uh, um, there's one more. I mean, I was watching that and I was thinking about it, but I can't remember which one was it. Top Gun. Oh, Lord. I'm just imagining <laughs> that now. Yeah. Oh, I my like, God. Yeah, oh, these slightly older movies. Slightly. Tremors, Top Gun. Why are they all starting with T and Practical Magic? But that was one. That, that was before. Those two others were... Three, three others were just remembered now oh and what's the um what's the stupidest thing i've ever watched the the it has brad pitt in it and is it anthony hopkins aiden quinn is his brother i'm so terrible with actors i'm trying to think but legend of the falls legend of the falls oh i haven't seen that movie in like 20 years yeah but that one <laughs> would be kind of funny oh god i don't know yeah, I like it's a historical theme. I, I don't know why, but I really like those. What else? Sort of, you know, Mad Max kind of a thing as well. Yeah, I mean, they, they already... You're already kind of in that right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the show already kind of has a vaguely Fury Road feel to it. Yes. Mm, 
<laughs> how, how about some horrible comedy? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the proposal. Sandra Bullock and, and uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, I think. Yes. Okay, I'll go with that. The proposal as well. See, I, I, I jump, I do kind of like what I do in my fic, where I jump toward things like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, I I don't know, I just kind of... Yeah, of course that, but, yeah. you know, um, Lord of the Rings is one of those things that's, like, Bible to me. It's very sacred. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't mind. I don't mind. But I, I read The Hobbit when I was eight. And after that, when I was nine, I read, I went through... The entire book of the Lord of the Rings, and then I, when I was ten or eleven, I think, I read that <laughs> Silmarillion. I still have never read that. I can't make it through. In that, yeah, when once you do that, once you read it, you can't do it again. So, yeah. I've tried multiple times, and I just can't do it. Yeah, I understand. I'm embarrassed about it personally, but you're when... allowed to feel, you know you haven't failed because people do fail when they try to read that. My but Tolkien I was, cred. Yes. But I, you know, I was, I was 10 or 11 and I was like obsessed. I mean, literally obsessed. I read Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings every single year after the oh, first wow. time. Yes. Since I was eight, I like, since the, uh, the, the second movie came out on DVD, you know, the third movie came out on the special edition with half a pound of Hobbiton sand and Gollum's ears and, you know, five rings from the collection of Smaug. And- wow. <laughs> I didn't know about those. <laughs> Me neither. It's a joke. Um, but, you know, Lord of the Rings, it, it kind of struck a nerve because, uh, because of what Tolkien did. He wrote it because he had read to finish national epic right. and he wanted to to give uh united kingdom something like that you know their mm-hmm. own national epic so that and of course because quenian is based on in finnish right so that kind of was why I, why why it struck a nerve and why because because of that i was really really obsessed very many years and uh, yeah, I I understand why people want to write fan fiction. I have read some, and I understand why people want to do it. But myself, I I can't bring myself to do it to write a fic because, in my opinion, there's nothing to fix. <laughs> well, of course there is, but it's an obsession. Yeah. You know? No, I I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah. I honestly, I have felt the same about uh, Tolkien's Middle-earth. It's just yeah. that when I think about where it might be fun, what universe it might be fun to see Daryl and Beth running around in, I don't know. I just like Daryl as yeah. a ranger and Beth as an elven archer or whatever. I I see that. I can understand. I could support that. I yeah. could read that. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could write that myself. <laughs> honestly, me neither. I've got enough things going on. But yeah, it's just yeah. I remember when I was at school. <laughs> school. Oh my god, you're gonna hate me. Uh, 
uh, I was at school and I had my first English presentation. I was, you know, um, <laughs> we we had to, you know, be very professional there. So I was wearing a blazer and a and a skirt, and I was looking like I was having a real business presentation there. <laughs> and I was explaining why, you know, Finnish and Quenian are so close to each other because Tolkien got obsessed himself and read the Kalevala like in, in Finnish also and studied it for like however many years. And then I <laughs> then I showed a picture. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, George W. Bush was, you know, it was, I think it was photo manipulation uh, from one of his, you know, speeches and he was wearing a ring his wedding ring i i would imagine but, but um, there was like an arrow and you know magnification to the ring and it i was, think i've remembered this yes yeah supposedly the, the mastery yeah <laughs> so it was it was back at the time when people were like okay george w bush he's dumbass but now we know why he got to be a president because he's got the mastering so yeah I finished with that, so not very prof- professional. But like I said, humor and me are like, you know, strawberries and cream, apparently. Hence the reason the sad fic, Daryl and Jesus and Daryl and Beth, is named Holy Crossbow Batman. Yeah, so that's never... Again, hearing the title, that's not what I would have assumed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nice job there. Yeah, I I can't. I mean, like I think the second Beth fic I wrote was the um, it wasn't your fault, and they are in a abandoned house, and Daryl finds an air mattress, and he fills it up, tells Beth that she should sleep, and he's taking watch, and Beth says that okay, but there's room here. <laughs> uh huh. Very nice, and he okay, fine, and he, you know, just sits down and launches Beth into air. <laughs> yeah, I can't write without humor. It would, you know, I, I just can't. That's good, though. We don't have enough humor. I've noticed. Yeah. So I kind of force it into all my fix somehow. Because really, I, you need to laugh. People need to laugh more. Especially That's- right now. Oh, my God. Yes, agreed. All right, I should. We should wrap this up because I have to actually go get some food in a crock pot, or oh. else we won't be able to have dinner. But before yeah. we go, um, okay. Well, first of all, is there anything else that you want to say to the nice people? Is there anything else you want to kind of personally close stuff out with before I ask you for your own fikrex? Uh, be nice to people, honestly, because if I, I mean, I, I don't discriminate. You can be whatever you want. You can. Be in love with a with a car or a rock. <laughs> Seriously, you can you can you know you can be a, a what would it be called you know? It's a thing. It's a fetish. It exists. Yes, yes, <laughs> something like that. There's it a word. For that. Yes, you can be in love with a car, and I wouldn't say that you are a horrible person. And like we have gone through here, I I am shipping Daryl with. Quite a many people, <laughs> and I understand that others don't like these, some of these ships, and I understand, but 
I don't discriminate. I really don't. I, if I don't say to a real person in real life that you can't be with this this guy because you are a guy or because you're a girl and you you're with a girl, I, I'm not I'm not going to say that. So why would I do that in a fiction world? That's what I don't understand about people. So be nice to each other. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That is that is an excellent note to close out on. So let me ask you. You've already mm-hmm. mentioned several of your fics. If, if for people who aren't familiar with your stuff, of your, with your stuff, who might want to check your stuff out, what are like, what are the one or two things that you would want people to read first? Mm, well, if you want to read some strange AU smut, go with animals. I again blame Nikita with that. <laughs> um, it's Bethel smut. I mean. Well, and who wouldn't want that? Yeah, that's <laughs> one. I'm very proud of that. And, of course, Holy Crossbow, Batman. But I understand that it's because it has Daryl Jesus in it. it. It won't, you know, interest many, very many people. I can say that um, if you read the first eight chapters and leave the ninth out, it's pretty not smutty, I guess. The ninth chapter is pure smut. Um... And third one, hmm. In My Heart, my first one, the one with the rig. So there's like three from each ship. Yeah. Are they all on AO3? Yeah, all on AO- AO3. And under Ink and uh, My Tea? No, actually. I created my AO3 fic, uh, account before I created my Tumblr. So on AO3, I'm Aldris. Oh, AO3. that's right. Yeah, A U D R I S S. Awesome. And uh, yes, um, I am in fanfiction.net too, but there's only two things there, and it's those. It's 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 not your fault and cold are all, only on there, in there, because they're like the tamest ones. <laughs> and I I think ff.net is like for those little kids. Right, start writing because that's the first place they find. Yeah, that's my general sense. Yeah, it's the first place they find when they search fan fiction, and I understand it because it's there's not that very many smutty, bad, bad, bad fics like you can find in any other. <laughs> I mean, literally, you can find some pretty weird stuff there, but not judging, just stating the facts. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to go take care of my crockpot business. Be brave. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with me, Susan. This was a lot of fun. We'll have to have you back on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I would like to do it again. And we're back. And it just started raining like seconds ago. It's nothing and then raining super hard. So I'm going to go ahead and actually get going pretty much right now because I have hungry cats and also I'm tired and also, yeah. So anyway, normally I repeat all the Patreon stuff, but you know what? If you want to hear it again, you can just wind back to the beginning of this and listen to it, I guess. But long story short, Patreon's amazing. And so are you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I do, again, still intend to drop the next episode of this next Monday barring any kind of, you know, additional disaster, which I suppose is always possible, but it's not like it's something I plan on. 
So yeah, thank you so much again, and hopefully I will speak to you soon. Bye. Oh, and P.S. Seconds after I stopped talking, it stopped raining. How about that? Okay, yeah, bye for real. <laughs>